Hello, listeners. This episode was recorded a few weeks ago, before the worldwide protests against police brutality in the United States. It may seem flippant or inappropriate to publish a podcast about video games right now, but I'm selfishly doing so. We are not quitting. You might be listening in June 2020 or much later, but it's never the wrong time to stand up for what's right. Black Lives Matter. Hello and welcome to episode 239 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Off-Topic Podcast of Many Weeks. Wait, no, that's that's wrong. It's RPG Fans Weekly Podcast of Many Topics. I'm Mike Solosi. <laughs> and uh, I'm joined here today by four panelists for a very special episode that will take some explaining. But let's introduce before the explaining happens, uh, starting with Stephanie Sabidla. Hello! Also, Alana Hayes. Hey! And Zach Wilkerson. Howdy. And newcomer Nicholas Whaley. Hello. All right, uh, Nicholas, Zach, Alana, Steph. The five of us are here for something we haven't really tried before. In fact, the episode most similar to this might be the Essential Ten podcast that I never want to record ever again. Oh, it's good. No. No. <laughs> but let me get to a roundabout way of uh, explaining how this works. Uh, everyone, I miss sports. I'm a a sports fan who loves watching basketball while I'm playing a handheld RPG on my 3DS. The last dance can only do so much. Yeah, exactly. The the last dance and watching uh, Yellicle's marble runs on YouTube are only so much. So (laughs) we're going to create our very own sporting event just for uh, the times we live in, quote-unquote. I already feel bad for saying that. Um, uh, With an idea that was originally yours, Steph, Uh, we're going to hold a tournament to determine the best console for playing RPGs. All right. I have a few of these. They end in anger. Oh yeah. Oh no. No. Sad panelists. We are going to we are going to make each other upset. Definitely. Um, In fact, I already have some people in mind uh, for how this is going to go. But sixty four will be included. Damn it. Sorry, that ship has already sailed. Um, the, the anger already comes to a, a teeming medium boil. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sure. So anyway, uh, we have a uh, a list of 16 consoles, um, and we're going to have a tournament pit, uh, pitting them against each other, like uh, basically sets of mini debates, which console is a better console to play RPGs on, and uh, we're going to work we're going to work through this tournament style until we have an overall winner. And, Steph, we have some yeah. considerations to make ahead of time. Oh. And, and one of them is uh, the PC is not on the list. Uh, we are not including PC because it is not, quote-unquote, a console, technically. And also, it would have, you know, 40 years of, of, uh, of catalog to work through, which is, you know, not really the same spirit of a time-limited console library. So PC is officially the host console of this podcast since it's being recorded on a PC and is, <laughs> not, and is not competing for, uh, for a title. So what you're saying is that it's the true winner. Yeah. You know, it's going, it, it, is, it is going to officially shake and raise the hand of the eventual winner. It is the, it is the host nation, the host team. Okay. Yeah, well, how about the Dolphin and ZSNES? 
All right, how about the Mister? How about Capcom CPS2 arcade software? Hmm. Ooh. I had to ignore them too. Uh, <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert: Street Fighter Three Third Strike, not an RPG. But all right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> back to the the considerations. Um, I'm also gonna ask you, please try to avoid putting too much weight into a console's uh, online library. Like, uh, try to focus on the native library of RPGs for each console. So, like, we know that the PS2 can play all the PS1 games. So, when we're arguing PS2 versus other consoles, focus on the games made for PS2 and not the PS1. Because otherwise, then, like, then, like the Vita and the PS4 might be, like, the two winners of this bracket, which is not something I, I would have predicted or anticipated. What about, like, virtual consoles where it retroactively... Also avoid considering those. Like, the, the Wii Virtual Console yeah. is excellent. Um, but that all, but if we were to consider it, then we would have the Wii with all of its Wii games plus most of the best Super Nintendo, N64, NES RPGs. But that's something we're trying to avoid. Focus mm-hmm. on the native RPGs made for that console. And also the form factor. Like, if you think that playing a game on a... Th- 3DS is super fun and great, and more so than playing games on a Switch. Then you can consider that. But try to. But when we talk about the libraries of each game during these arguments, focus on the native games for that console. Do do, do all uh, four of you follow? I got it. Maybe, but yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, works for me. Uh, you have a little bit of argument with each matchup, and then come to a, then come down to a vote. And because there's five of us, there will be no ties. I think we should get on with it, but first, there is a special first round to discuss. I mentioned that there were 16 slots um, and 16 consoles. That's a lie. I made 17. Because in the tradition of the NCAA basketball tournament, which always has 64 slots in the main tournament, but typically 65 or 68 competing teams, because there's a sort of a pregame, a... uh, a an opening matchup for, to place the the first couple teams, which is a little bit against the spirit of the tournament, but also you know weird enough that I decided to replicate it for here. So we're having a, a very special first round matchup to determine seed number sixteen, and determine which console places last. I guess. <laughs> so the first two we're going to discuss are the Sega Dreamcast and the Nintendo Wii. Ah. Oh. So, the Sega Dreamcast, uh, around the late 90s, early 2000s, if you would stand out, games include Grandia 2 and Skies of Arcadia, it was one of, and had uh, some of the earliest online features for uh, many consoles. And the Nintendo Wii, Nintendo's, uh, I think, second most successful console ever, whether it's just ahead or just behind the, the Nintendo DS, I'm not sure. Among its signature games include The Last Story and Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh. So, <laughs> Dream, Dreamcast or Wii... For the uh, first matchup, uh, Alana, what are your what are your early thoughts? <laughs> okay, oh, I, that's cruel. I don't actually rate the Wii as an RPG console, really. So yeah. the only I don't like the last story, which is a bit controversial, probably. I, I had and to I play that. that. I, I had to play that for the podcast, and it, yeah. I, I was a little done with it by the end. I, well, I, I think it's a little. I, yeah, it's not a favorite of mine either. I mean, Xenoblade is super special, but I mean, there's one game in particular you may have mentioned for <laughs> one console that might trump it. But I think, like, I think thinking about the Dreamcast, you mentioned online play, and this is the first console MMO, Fantasy Star Online. I think that's a big yeah. thing. Like, regardless of whether yeah. you like that game or not, 
that is a massive thing and there are people still playing that thing today on their own servers and yeah, like, that's crazy that the, the 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 gamecube and dreamcast fantasy star games still have online play right yes. and yeah. like you know i yes i adore xenoblade but xenoblade is gonna be on switch as well so i have no qualms in saying that xenoblade and the wii can go and mm. the dreamcast can stay it literally says it in the title. The definitive edition's coming out hmm. in a week. <laughs> by the time, definitely by the time this airs. Yeah. So, um, that... I think you're kind of right. Like, I remember I had to do a graphic for like you know Wii RPGs, and I was really struggling to find the best ones to represent it because they were all kind of. <laughs> yeah, I think the reason that I that I sort of had these be my 16 That's seeds. Uh, I, I numbered each of the uh, competing consoles in this list a little bit slipshod. It took me, like, four minutes. But that's just sort of my early judgments. That, like, ultimately, whatever wins Stuff the vote, wins the fire vote. Emblems. Yeah, but uh, well, only one Fire Emblem. The uh, Radiant, right. Dawn, Radiant Dawn, oh, which, right, I, which yeah, is, I don't one, think, one of the yeah. better ones. Um, mm-hmm. But really, I thought the Dreamcast and Wii were similar, because they had... They both have two or three, like, really excellent games, and then the RPG library just drops off a cliff afterwards. Because then you're getting into, like, the Dreamcast Evolution games, and, uh, and like, the, the weak uh, Fire Emblem and Paper Mario games for the Wii. Oh, right, yeah, Super Paper yeah. Mario. Which is yeah. alright. It was, like, the decline, but... Yeah, it's, 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 all, it's all right, but, I mean, so is... House in Your Door is, like, extremely much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct, and that's on a different console than the Wii. Yeah... So, and Nicholas, what are your thoughts on the Dreamcast versus the Wii? So, when I think uh, Dreamcast, um, I never personally owned Dreamcast, and I played Skies of Arcadia when they ported it over, I think it was on the PS2. GameCube. Um, and, oh, yeah, it was GameCube. And I also played I Grandia Radia. 2 on, uh, on PS2. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never actually owned a Dreamcast, but I know those two games are very significant in that Dreamcast library. And I'm kind of in the same boat where I don't really consider the Wii uh, much of an RPG console. Uh, when I think Wii, I pretty much think Super Mario Galaxy for me. That was like the reason mm-hmm. I, I got yeah, a Wii. Yeah, the other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. What about Sakura but, uh, Wars? <laughs> That, that well, okay. The fifth Sakura Wars game also was on PS2, and uh, man, we haven't had to think about Sakura Wars for a long time until <laughs> until that recent game. Yeah, both of these games have a lot of a lot of. The, I'm sorry, both of these consoles, a lot of their games did appear on other console on other consoles that I think are yeah. a little bit seated higher here. Uh, I think we're ready to have this come down to a vote, uh, and I won't have people vote in the same order every time. But uh, Alana, what's your pick? Uh, Dreamcast. All right, Zach, what's your pick? I have to go with the Wii. Xenoblade, Xenoblade trumps all for me. All right, <laughs> Stephanie, what is your pick? Oh, does Zelda count? <laughs> um, yeah. RPG fan oh, does yeah. cover Zelda, so it is it is something yeah. you can consider. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! As much as I love Record of Lotus War and Evolution, weird shit on the on the Dreamcast, I might actually have to go with the Wii. All right, Wii. Uh, I, I no. think I'll go next. Yeah. I, I, re- I really think this comes down to the strongest games on each console, and for that, for me, it would be Arcadia and Xenoblade, and that means Dreamcast and Wii are tied 2-2. Two to two. I, I, pick, I pick Dreamcast. Uh, Nicholas, do you vote Dreamcast or Wii Ooh. for the first match of the, uh, of the tournament? Uh, uh, Skies of Arcadia, personally, I think 
tops the list for me out of all the games we've mentioned so far, so I'm going to have to lean into Dreamcast. All right. Dreamcast Ooh. over Wii in the very first matchup. I demand I feel, a mistrial. <laughs> I feel bad for forgetting Zelda, but Skyward Sword is easily the worst Zelda. I, Princess is good. I, I, I don't Princess was a dual release, and yeah, I don't like right. Twilight Princess. Yeah. I'm the wrong person right. to talk about yeah, Zelda. I, 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 think, I think Twilight Princess has like great dungeons, but is otherwise a mediocre Zelda game, and I and I haven't played Skyward Sword. Uh, but I, I was com- I was comfortable voting the Dreamcast ahead because I think I don't know. I think that Skies of Arcadia is better than Xenoblade, and Grandia Two is better than almost all the other Wii RPGs. But anyway, that, that's behind us now. The Wii is dead. Um, <laughs> Bye, 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 Goodbye. That was not hard. You bigged that up. <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> Alana, when that matchup happened, that basically good. organically, I'm like, oh, Alana loves Xenoblade and Skies of Arcadia. This will be hard for her, but I guess it wasn't. I, I, I'm wrong. But anyway, uh-huh. we're, I think we're going to go through the matchups uh, from the 8 seed down to the 1 seed. So I'm going to jump around the bracket a little bit, and we're going to have the 8 versus 9 matchup which is, uh, uh, rather coincidentally, two contemporary consoles. The Nintendo 3DS against the PlayStation Vita. Now, these are two very strong uh, consoles, I think. They both ended up finishing right near the middle of my seating. Uh, The Nintendo 3DS has Bravely Default, Bravely Second, a great Zelda game in Link Between Worlds, uh, Uh. Shin Megami Megami Tensei IV, a lot of really good ports. And the PlayStation Vita has... Fire Emblem came to life. That's right, yeah, Fire Emblem Awakening, Mm -hmm. the 13th Fire Emblem game, and and one of their most successful ever. And the PlayStation Vita has uh, a lot of unusual uh, games. Uh, uh, Persona 4 Golden... Uh, Every visual novel you ever need to play. Yeah, an enormous number of visual novels, including uh, all of the Danganronpa and uh, N-Zero Escape games. Uh, Also some real weird stuff like, like, uh, I don't know, like Tokiden. And uh, <laughs> uh, and it was the first console. It was the first release point for um, a couple of the Legend of Heroes and East games. Falcom has always been a big supporter of the Vita, but it, but it had less support from Sony later in its life cycle. So, 3DS versus Vita. Uh, opening remarks. How about you, Zach? Uh, this is tough. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, like Golden is uh, Persona Four Golden is a is a tough one to over overcome. But I think especially because it hasn't been ported yet. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's the definitive edition of one of the best RPGs. But I think if I think about definitive editions of best RP, uh, I guess that was DS. No, I I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, I think I would Struggle. probably lean 3DS, uh, but. Just barely. That's the thing, though, is the 3DS, because of the way it's got the dual screen and the touch screen, you can't replicate a lot of its games. The, yeah. the PlayStation Vita got ported a lot even before and after, you know, the PS3 and the PS4 were around. Yeah, and I think the PS Vita as well relies a lot on that digital storefront. I'd say and a lot like of PlayStation titles have no problem go, going PC. Yeah, like you've got yeah, you've got to think like this is when Pokemon went 3D. It's when Fire Emblem essentially became the most popular yeah. it's ever been. It's bravely has got its own fan base, and it's kind of the Square Enix coming back aside where Final Fantasy was drifting There's off a in one of direction. Kirby games. Yes. <laughs> yes, but I don't. As much as I love uh, Triple Deluxe and Planet Robobot, I don't think they're RPGs. I guess not. <laughs> but that's that's your opinion. Let's try stuff. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and also, oh shoot, I forgot. Uh, the the Vita has Orishika over my dead body, which is a really really great weird RPG. <laughs> Yeah. Which, which one was that? Uh, it was a it was a digital only release that uh, that is basically you're a clan of uh, Japanese um, 
of, of Japanese nobles that uh, get cursed so that your your offspring only live a few weeks. So you have to like you you, you have to you have to like uh, you know plan out your family tree to try to defeat the sorcerer that cursed your family. I'm sure it's, you do. It wink, gets, wink. gets real weird. Yeah, you get to play Emma Woodhouse in this game in one of the strangest ways possible. But I yeah I, I thought Orochiko was fun, and uh, yeah. I mean uh, both the Vita and the 3DS have a lot of really good unique games. But I do to a degree, look at the Vita as my favorite way to play PSP games. <laughs> right, we yeah. Not, we did not review that game, Mike. Yeah, I think I, think I was the, uh, probably, probably the only person on the website that, uh, that that played it, but I did bring it up for a feature I've once. Heard of it. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. heard of this game, yeah. It's... And I talked about it on, on podcasts before. Mm-hmm. There's one Wii game we didn't consider that actually got a port on the PS Vita, and that's Muramasa. Which mm, that's is right, a... yeah. Metroidvania yeah. by Vanillaware, which is so good. Yeah, but, too, yeah, yeah I, too bad the Wii's the Wii's already dead in the context of this tournament. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, but this came to PSV as well. Like, that, that's true. That, 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 that is true. I don't care what I kill. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Orishika does translate to over my dead body sometimes. So yeah, that's what happened to the Wii. But anyway, what um, does it translate to the other time? Oh, I don't know. It's a it's a it's a, a, a Japanese sentence that, uh, which is a language I cannot speak. But uh, uh, Nicholas, what are your thoughts on 3DS versus Vita? Uh, it's kind of a no contest for me on this one. Uh, I, I own both a 3DS and a Vita, and I feel like I all the Vita games that I wanted were just ports. Um, mm. uh, right. You mentioned Muramasa, and that was like the number one reason I got a Vita. Um, and then I know Persona 4 Golden is the you know shining example of that game. But it's also um, an enhanced port. Really feel like it's an enhanced port of a PS2 game. Yeah. Yeah, it's one game enough. Yeah. How about that Orochika? And when I think 3DS, uh, <laughs> there's just such kind of an expansive library, and it's a little difficult for me to distinguish between, you know, just regular DS games and 3DS yeah. games because yeah. you know you can play both on there. Yeah. Um, but I do think a link between worlds, uh, you know, that's a fantastic example. You got the Fire Emblem games. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's got to be 3DS for me. Yeah, we did mention. Hey. They have Xenoblade on 3DS, so it could stay alive. Oh, there you go. Steffi is happy. And the, we mentioned only one Fire Emblem game, but the 3DS has three of them. And uh, although I don't have a lot of affection for Fates, like Awakening is awesome, and uh, and uh, Echoes was pretty good. Uh, and let's see. I mean, there's the two. as bad as everybody said it was. Like, what happened? Well, the Fates is strange. It's um, it, it's totally insane. And they tried to recreate the best parts of Awakening, but in ways that felt inc- incredibly forced. Like, uh, like Fire Emblem Awakening has this Terminator thing where uh, your descendants from the future come to come back to join you. And they tried to recreate that in Fates with like a hyperbolic time chamber DBZ thing that just did not work. Um, you almost have to buy it like two and a half times to get the full yeah. experience. Yeah, there, there, there's a there's a there's a best ending path that you have to buy if you don't have the uh, yeah. like like the complete edition. And they sort of Pokemon it with a with two versions that also didn't really work. Sometimes that really backfires. And some exactly. but some but not all of the Mega Man Battle Network games. But I think we're ready for a vote. Uh, Nintendo 3DS versus PlayStation Vita. You know, I, I'm gonna all unanimous. Um. I'm going to throw in one spoiler vote for the Vita just because I, I love Persona 4 Golden a lot and I know it's not going to win. So yeah, one vote for PlayStation Vita. Stephanie, what, what are you voting? 3DS. Alana, how are you voting? 3DS. Nicholas, how are you voting? 3DS. All right, uh, 3DS goes ahead 3-1. to one. So the winner of this matchup 
My vote is irrelevant. <laughs> you died with the you're, back. You're, mathemat you're mathematically eliminated, Zach. Zach. Sat there. Your, your name is last alphabetically, both first name and last name. I apologize. I know. <laughs> Not the first time that's happened to me. Oh, uh, you were always sitting last on the benches, weren't you? And they were like, I was. Names. Mm. I was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right, but we have another matchup to discuss. Uh, the seven seed combined Sega Genesis and Sega CD attachment. I don't know anything about either. Against the 10 seed, the Game Boy Advance. Besides the Dreamcast, oh. we were not a Sega house. Yeah, it's really disappointing. I need Rob Fenner right now. Like Rob, my yeah. friends were Rob Sega Fenner, people. Rob Fenner would like tie a bandana over his head and go yeah. to war for the Sega CD <laughs> right now. charge through my window in a minute. Like. <laughs> I mean, it's an easy vote for me. I don't know. Yeah, so well, anyway, like... the, the, the Genesis and Sega CD. We have uh, several Shining Force games. The CD actually did have a really good lineup, though. I do oh, know mm -hmm. that. Just based yeah, on, it did. Like, yeah, the, 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 first, yeah. the first two Lunar games uh, yes. and uh, a, a lot of other games that Sega kids hold dearly. Grandia. And, the, and the, uh, the, no, the Grandia was Sega Saturn. Ah, oh, sorry, I thought yeah. we were talking about that. Yep. What are we uh, talking about again? Sega CD. Oh, Sega CD and Genesis. Yep. Is it that was, Mega, was it called the Mega Drive in Canada? It might have been. Thing? It might have been called the Mega Drive, but it, it, basically they had a, like a they had a CD boot thing that you put into the Genesis slot that like that that, 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 that like that like stacked on top of it like a Lego set that allowed for um, some uh, CD games based games to be played on the Genesis. Like Sonic CD was the was I think the first big one. Oh yep. god, I, I've seen this thing, but I didn't understand what I was looking at, really. I just never had a Sega CD. I was playing it all the time at my friend's house. Yeah. Most people didn't. <laughs> yeah. And, sorry, it's it's against the GBA, right? Yeah, against the GBA. Uh, the GBA is a pretty oh. strong lineup of RPGs. Uh, around the, yeah. the, I don't know, around the, the 6 to 10 uh, seating list was, I think, the, maybe the hardest for me to, to, to calculate. But... Uh, like, it's hard the longer I think about it. Um, uh, Alana, maybe you might have more Sega CD experience than I do. What do you think are some of the strengths of that system? I've never owned one, so yeah, you're definitely <laughs> not asking the right person. Um, yeah, I, I unfortunately haven't played any Fantasy Stars or any Shining Forces or any Lunars, so... I, I feel oh, yeah I can't help that. This is the second time in like three weeks I have to clarify this. Um, but um... Yeah, I, I love Sega, like, dearly. The Mega Drive was my first game console ever, so, like, I'm extremely precious about it. But the GBA has Castlevania games and yeah. Mario and Luigi and yeah. Pokemon, and you did a really great episode a few weeks ago showcasing the best of the GBA, and just last week we finished talking about what might be one of the best RPGs ever, Mother 3. Yeah, so, oh, damn. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a no-brainer for me, this one, unfortunately. I feel bad for... um sega heads because i am one and i've let you down well i'm i'm not a sega head but unfortunately i think i, I i'm i'm leading gba as well like i i think i've only played uh shining force 2 but i thought yeah. well, that was really good yeah the fantasy star games are really really good yeah, I've, i haven't have played i haven't played GBA any of them yeah i and, think uh, four is like the main standout one i think three final fantasy tactics advance i got weirdly hooked on even though it's oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, it re-released the Breath of Fire games and the Final Fantasies and a whole bunch of great Mario games too. I hate to bring that back. I know it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, all right. All right. Well, are we going to talk right. about all, all the Sonic games on on Bok Sega Genesis? Die. 
Boktai is a little bit of an RPG. We did talk about that on the on that podcast a few weeks ago. And uh, I mean, with the Sega Genesis, they have Gunstar Heroes. Oh, but mm. GBA oh. has Gunstar Superheroes. Ooh. Oh God, mm. I love Gunstar. Heroes. And uh, and uh, Sega CD did bring us Lunar, which is extremely important oh. to me. But also and Mega Man Battle Network. You wanted to get into? Oh yeah, Mega Man Battle. The weird uh, Mega Man Battle Network is all right. I have I only played a little bit of one of them, and I don't have a ton of experience. But I thought it was so insane that Battle Network. Uh, I think it's one through three are GBA, then four was DS, then five went back to GBA. Well, why on earth did they do that? Did it really? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's really confusing. Um, I could be mixing it up, and maybe it's Battle Network 6 I'm thinking of. Like but... all Mega Man games, I sort of stopped losing, keeping focus after the fourth one, and they all kind of mushed together for me, but... How dare you? I love How the first three dare you? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that's the wrong person. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Uh, but I think Mega Man Battle Network uh, 1... What did I? You know what? All of them. I actually thought they were really fun. They were so unique, and I love the way they play. I only played a little bit I of the like first this one. I like the whole kind of online, physical online space that they actually worked in. Yeah, and, and a lot of people have a, are really um, excited about the old Battle Network games. Like, like whenever there's a, a mention of one or post of, about them, like a, a couple fans will come out of the networks like, "Oh, Mega Man Battle Network." It's a, so it's it's popular. It's getting like a, a like a copycat indie game suit, and people are psyched as hell, and so am I um, for it. It's already out. It's called One Step from Eden. It's apparently oh. really, really good. It came out in March. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, damn. So did, did we did we review that? I don't think so. Oh, no. shoot. I'll have to do a little bit of, of research on yeah. that. I'm worried that maybe I, this was my first major seeding mistake of the tournament. So I think I might be in the minority on this one. Oh. Uh, oh. Now, now oh. I, I could be speaking just from a point of ignorance because I'm less of a handheld gamer and more of like, you know, I enjoy sitting in front of the TV. Man, it's all good. Um, so live, live your truth, Nicholas. What, what you got? <laughs> so GBA, I know we mentioned several ports. And again, I'm, I'm trying heavily not to consider ports because I know we're trying to focus on native games. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to Sega, you know, all those titles are very, very iconic in their field. I mean, Shining Force, uh, Fantasy Star, and Lunar are three in my opinion, very, very important RPG franchises. So I'm actually leaning towards the Genesis and All right. CD. That's, that's one one vote for Genesis and CD. Uh, I'll vote next. Uh, I'm, I mean, I I, uh, I thought this was going to be a close one, and I, but I'm still leaning GBA. Uh, G- those three Castlevania games. Uh, they were like some of the best. Yeah, uh, Mario and that's Luigi, and, and recently playing Mother 3 and adoring it may have swung it for me. Uh I think that maybe Mother 3 and Mario and Luigi are better than any uh, Genesis RPG that I've played. Oh my god, I've got a tactics over game on But, it. hey, Zach, the Lunar <laughs> games on Sega CD and PS1 are very yeah. different, and I played those on PS1. I know. And spoiler alert... Yeah, I also that... had a Tactics Ogre game, too, so I, I got a shout-out to the... Oh, yeah, yeah, Night of, Lo- Night of Lotus. That's a, that is a pretty good strategy RPG. I, 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 li- I, like it more, I like it more than Final Fantasy Tactic Advance. And but... there's, there's a Lunar yeah. game on the GBA, too. Uh, yeah, this well, Lunar oh. Legend is a sort of a weak remake of Lunar One. Um, it is indeed. But <laughs> all right, and, and anyway, um, I'm voting GBA. The ties, it's a one-one tie right now. Uh, Zach, how do you vote? I, I can't vote against Lunar. I'm voting Sega CD. <laughs> all right, I so, refuse. <laughs> so we have a uh, Sega Two, Nintendo One. Uh, Steph, how do you vote? GBA. It's tied at two-two. Alana, you are the deciding vote. GB, Nintendo Game Boy Advance or Sega Genesis and CD? I think Castlevania swings it for me. So GBA. All right, the Aha, winner is suckers. GBA. <laughs> Our first upset. The, the, te- the 10 seed beat the 7 seed. Ugh. Sorry, I get competitive. 
No, it's, it's all right. This is we're. I mean, we're we're trying to replace the hole in my heart that sports left when they did, when they all got canceled. So yeah, I'm all about the spirit of competition for this episode. So let's move on. We have the six versus eleven matchup. Um, the Sony PlayStation Portable and the Nintendo Switch. Oh. What's the eleven seed? Switch? The, the Switch is the eleven seed uh, only, Ooh, only because its library is considerably younger than the PSP. Like when it, when you list all the RPGs available for both systems, I think the PSP is at least higher in quantity. But uh, Nintendo Switch has a lot going for it. Uh, this uh, none of us have played uh, Paper Mario: The Origami King yet, but there's a lot of other good stuff on the Switch, um, including but not limited to uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Octopath Traveler, uh, very good versions of of East 8, and a couple other ports. And the Sony PSP has the first several uh, uh, Trails in the Sky games for uh, the Legend of Heroes series by Falcom, uh, East 7. Uh, Persona 3 Portable, uh, the uh, a few of the a few of the first really good Monster Hunter games. Um, there, there's a lot of good games Crisis in both Core. systems. That's right, uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, uh, Dissidia, which is uh, more maybe more fighting game than RPG. Let us clean together, Tactics Ogre. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's, uh, we're, we're, I mean, we're playing that for the podcast next month. How dare yeah. I forget it? I heard Let Us Clean Together, and that just put a wonderful visual in my head. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I am alone in this house, so when I vacuum, it's Let Us Clean alone. Aww. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyway, uh, so opening remarks: PSP versus Switch. Uh, what are your thoughts, Steph? Oh, don't come to me with this one. I have no idea. Um. I'm actually weirdly leaning to the PSP, maybe, because I know I've put in a dumb amount of hours into that one. And it's got Valkyrie Profile. Yeah, that's true. The PSP is one of the strongest port lineups of any of these. Uh, Again, they're all ports, like, though. Like, like East Oath and Felgana, you have really good ports of the first two Disgaea games. Uh, the best ports of uh, Tactics Ogre and Final Fantasy Tactics. It's uh, yeah. it, it, a, a lot of other um, standalone Square Enix games. It, it, it was a bit of a port machine, but it was a really good handheld. I'm trying I... to realize all these things are port machines. Uh, I was going to say, the Switch is probably equally or more of a port machine, isn't it, at this point? Yeah. Like, the really the only unique ones it's got are... Uh, well, Octopath Travel is not even unique anymore to it. Like, it's on yeah. PC. Um, so yeah, but but, but also, like... Xenoblade you... 2, and I don't like Xenoblade 2 that much, so maybe, yeah. Interesting. Uh, Nicholas, what are your thoughts on these two systems? Uh, this one's really tough for me because I have fond memories of both the PSP and and the Switch. Well, I guess you know Switch is pretty recent, so recent memories. Um, but so yeah, PSP definite port machine. Oh. Uh, this one I actually think comes and second evolution, a remake and a port. <laughs> oh, the, I, I would yeah, second evolution. I think they're both remakes, but second evolution is close to being a port, while first departure is a near total remake. I mean, I mean, Super Famicom Star Ocean 1 is almost unplayable. Like, like holy, like, like the enemy yeah. targeting is so bad in that thing. And, and really, like, we're, we're calling these port machines in almost in a denigrating way. I, I, it shouldn't be that. Like, it's... Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions is a markedly different experience than Final mm-hmm. Fantasy Tactics on the PS1. So yeah. even though it's technically a port, we can evaluate them separately. It's different than a virtual console or playing a PSP game on your Vita. And and as such, I, I think that these are both really strong libraries, even though they do have ports featured heavily. And also, PSP is what introduced me to Monster Hunter, and I don't know if that's a positive or a negative in its in its estimation. <laughs> Which hmm. has Breath of the Wild. It does. Mm, Breath of the Wild is excellent, but is it, I mean, but that was a cross release with Wii U, wasn't it? Oh yeah, 
I don't know how you want to evaluate that then. <laughs> Does it have that much sway? Yeah. I know how to evaluate it. Uh, pick which one you think is is better and vote on it. <laughs> yeah, so I actually think I, I swayed my thought process just in the middle of that because I was actually going to lean Switch because I enjoy playing that more. Like, it's just, I, I think accessibility-wise, like, it's a larger screen, it's brighter. Um, but there are so many, I mean, you mentioned Final Fantasy Tactics, there's Tactics Ogre, Definitive all the Star Ocean games. I think yeah, there just aren't in terms there. of library, I, I have to lean... PSP. Yeah, Dragon Quest XI Definitive Edition is on Switch. There, I don't think there is a Dragon Quest natively on the PSP. No. I don't think there is. No. No, I don't think so either. Because yeah, huh. the, even the the Monsters games were on deep were on DS and 3DS, not PSP. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, you know, it, it's a little bit challenging for me. But um, I, l- l- let's have it go to a vote. Uh, Nick, is your vote PSP? PSP. Okay. I think my vote is also PSP. Uh, Alana, what is your pick? I'm going to go Switch, I think, just because I do think that larger screen and the bigger console mm-hmm. and the ability to have it on both ways. Like, I know we... You it's know, also not even done way. yet. Exactly. That's true, yeah. And, like, I, I do play it a lot. I'm not a huge handheld gamer, so my PSP was more of a, like, you know, PS1 classic machine. Mm-hmm. All right, so that is two for PSP and one for Switch. Zach, what is your vote? I think I have to go with Switch. I think that there are, um, in terms of native games, there are two native games on the Switch that are better than anything on the PSP. Humor me, and, which? which? Uh, I mean, I think Breath of the Wild, and I like Xenoblade 2 a lot, more oh, than Alana. Yeah. So I think that those two, um, and it's also just, a, I, I also not really much of a handheld gamer. I think I'm going to have to give it to the Switch because of that. All right, so we're all tied up, and it comes down to Steph. What do you pick between the PlayStation Portable and the Nintendo Switch? For what it's worth, this really hurts, but it's the Switch. Ooh. I vote for Switch. Give me Switch. Our second upset of the bracket. The Switch <laughs> outlasts the PSP. Very Switch. interesting. We're going to make some people very unhappy with that. That's fine. <laughs> Screw Please. you. You can't Please. make anybody happy. Email all your it. salt to retro at rpgfan.com. I'm waiting for it. I want the smoke. <laughs> okay, so the Switch uh, defeats the PSP in the 6 versus 11 matchup. Now we're going to go to the 5 versus 12 matchup. The second youngest console in the, uh, in the whole list, the PlayStation 4, against the oldest of them all, the Nintendo Entertainment System. PS4 oh. versus NES. The PS4 uh, has been around for about five and a half years. Among its standout games include uh, Persona 5, Dragon Quest XI, Nier Automata, and many, many others, uh, including some character action games like Horizon Zero Dawn and Assassin's Creed Origins that are borderline RPGs that RPG Fan does cover. And then you have the Nintendo NES, the oldest system in this entire list by a significant margin. We have the first three Final Fantasy games, the first two Zelda games, the first four Dragon Quest games, and many other classic RPGs. So, uh, I'll provide the opening remarks here. The NES is so important. Uh, Like like Mega Man, which isn't an RPG, I know. Final Fantasy Dragon Quest. So many very important beginnings to many series there. But... I don't think I ever want to play an NES game ever again, unless it's unless it's like a Mega <laughs> I Man. I'd be fine with that. Um, no, unless, so it, I yeah, that. unless it's like a Mega Man game made yeah. after 1988. 
be and the PlayStation Four, I think, has been the strongest console of the current cycle. Even though, even though its story is not quite over yet, and I consider a few of its games, especially Dragon Quest Eleven and Nier Automata, among my favorites uh-huh. of the past decade. So, oh, yeah. uh, and and it's also also like I mean I, I mean we're using the the phrase port machine a little too often. It has a lot of really good ports uh, that uh, of um, of both PS3 games and uh, up, and upcoming and uh, you know other games moving forward. I, I think it has a. Uh, I think they're they're putting Okami on it again. <laughs> we're getting we're getting the first near on it pretty soon again. The PS4 beats the NES, and the NES has its age working against it somewhat, even though it, it's a very it's very important ga- uh, console with a lot of good RPGs on it. Right, and I think as well, like where can you not get a better version of Final Fantasy one or two on any other console? Like very you true. know, yeah. like yeah, the NES is super important, and without it, we wouldn't have Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, all those other great franchises that we've got. But they've been bettered in other ways in other ports in other versions on other consoles and yeah great the foundation's there but isn't the point of everything afterwards to make it better and yeah, no that's one, exactly what it does no one's really talking about the msx version of dragon quest one that's for sure <laughs> um <laughs> no but the, like the ps4 you've you know near automata hands down for me makes that console like my favorite console of the rpgs this generation personally that's a good one yep Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I owned an NES when it came out. I played all those RPGs when they were coming out, and like my fondness for the NES is much stronger than my fondness for the PS4. Like way stronger, but it, it's not even close, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. there. I mean, they, they, there's a better Dragon Quest game. There's a better Final Fantasy. Game. I mean, like it, it, it's like every... if my grandpa came up to me and said, "Email, Pah, let me teach you about Morse code." <laughs> Right. Morse code's great, but uh, the NES was great at the time, and I played some great Zelda games on there. I mean, uh, it's hard for me to vote against it, but the PS4 is just better. Yeah. It's nice that we're all talking fondly about it. Yeah, the the NES has its moment right now, but I don't think its moment's going to last very much longer. Uh, Let's bring this to a vote. Uh, I'm voting PS4. Uh, (laughs) Nicholas, what do you vote between PS4 and NES? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, it's so important to note the significance of the NES. But, you know, if I were to sit down and choose, you know, if I were to hold up an NES game and a PS4 game, what would I want to play at the time? Chances are it's going to be a PS4 title because it's just been so, you know, modernized and updated. And some of the RPGs on NES are kind of difficult to, you know, the systems are still... Uh, yeah, geez. Rough around the edges. We yeah. forgot about Mother One too. Uh, so, you, oh, yeah. you, you you forgot about Mother One. Maybe some of us were avoiding bringing up Mother One. <laughs> but uh, it's PS4 for me, definitely. All right, PS4 is ahead of NES two to nothing. Uh, Stephanie, please take uh, vote next. I'm giving the NES a kindness vote. <laughs> All right, uh, the PS4 is ahead of the NES two to one. Zach, how do you vote? I have to vote PS4. All right, uh, Alana, your vote has been mathematically eliminated. The PS4 moves on. Okay, uh, so the 512 upset, sometimes a classic upset choice in the NCAA basketball tournament, uh, went <laughs> went with the five over the twelve this time. Uh-huh. So now we're going to go to the four seed versus the thirteen seed. The Nintendo DS against the Xbox 360. 
Oh my god, that's a good one. So that's kind of cruel. <laughs> yeah, so the, these games were uh, these consoles were mostly contemporaries. With the, I think the DS landing a little ahead of the 360, um, but the DS has uh, it's a really good port machine, but also has a lot of good native games on its own. Um, two Mario. See, that's why I hate when people <laughs> say like it's a port machine because it's. We've only said it. We, we've always said it 15 times on this podcast so far. Yeah. Only. <laughs> but the, the Nintendo DS uh, has two Mario and Luigi games: uh, Radiant Historia. Gamers, if you want to sound impressive to your friends and they say it's a port machine, just say it all is, because it's true. <laughs> Everything's a port machine except for the NES on this list. And the the Xbox 360 was um, one of the more success... Uh, in that really strong generation of consoles, the PS Wii 60 generation, that, weirdly, that generation lasted seven or eight years, which I think That's is which I think is the longest lasting of all of the what we traditionally label as console generations. So the 360 had a lot of staying power, and if you, among its uh, most uh, successful games are the first two Fable games, um, unless the first Fable was on Xbox OG, which I, I, I might be mis- yeah. uh, my bad. So yeah, we, so we have Fable, we have Fable two, <laughs> the entire Mass Effect trilogy, the first Aww. Dragon Age game, and uh, uh, Blue uh, Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey. There was a, a, a significant number of good RPGs on the Tales Xbox 360. Yeah, Tales yeah. of Vesperia was um, s- yeah started on the 360. That was a That's contentious correct. one for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The DS did have a couple Tales games, but the less we mentioned those, the better. Definitely. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Innocence, Hearts, and Tempest. <laughs> <laughs> three, three of the bottom tails games that I've played. But anyway, the the DS versus the 360 opening remarks. Uh, how about you, Nicholas? What do you What are your thoughts on these two systems? Uh, this one's a bit of a challenge for me. Um, 360. When I think RPGs for that system, outside of Mass Effect, I think a lot of actually mediocre RPGs. Um, and I think it did part have of that, that didn't is it? it had like uh, Infinite Undiscovery. Um, it had uh, Last Remnant, which Dinner. by itself is a you know decent game, but it had terrible uh, frame rates. It just wasn't like the system wasn't ready for it. Um, it did have Dark Souls, <laughs> but PS3. I know we're not talking about PS3, but I I started that journey with Demon Souls. So mm. oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of the a lot of the best 360 games did have PS3 ports. Not not all of them, but many of them. Yeah. But now, now for for DS for me, uh, you know you've you've got the I think there were two Zelda games on DS: Spirit Tracks and uh, Phantom Hourglass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah Fan- Phantom Hourglass. I think that's another uh, one though. Those... Less said about those better. <laughs> oh, it also the DS had uh, had f- at least five or six Dragon Quest games, including ports of four through six, and Ooh. the only the only way to play Dragon Quest nine. Um, it had the first four Professor Layton games, three of which are great. Uh, it has it has four Phoenix Wright games, or I should say Ace Attorney games. Uh, it, it, there was it, the DS was quietly a, a Viet, uh, excuse me, a visual novel powerhouse. Uh, yeah. Like also Hotel nine Dusk, nine. Yeah. Hotel Dusk, yep. uh, um, nine nine nine. There, it's uh, Last Window. It was a which... hidden gem machine. There was even like a lot of Japanese only games that like there was a great effort to get fan translated because that system was kind of broken. Yeah, in, include I, I played fan translations of two of those Tales games I mentioned before on the DS. Yeah. Yeah, there's also uh, the uh, Etrian Odyssey games. That's right. Etrian Odyssey, Etrian Odyssey began on the 3D on the regular DS. We didn't really mention any of them for the three for the sure. 3DS segment, other than Persona Q, uh, which I'm literally playing one of the Persona Q games like right now. Oh, is it good? Um, yeah, they're all right. You have to put aside 
like don't have expectations of the Persona Q games of like a dialogue and character level of the main series Persona games. Like uh, Chie and Yukiko are not the extremely good female friendship that they are in Persona Four. It's kind of like Yukiko giggling and Chi and Chie kicking the air and talking about meat. But uh, but like from it's a like ga- a Kim Daisy comic. Yeah, a little bit. If like, but from a gameplay standpoint, I think the Persona Q games are really really fun. Uh, and and it's and you know it's Persona characters interacting together in like a dream scenario, which is you know something I enjoy as a big Persona fanboy. But uh, uh-huh. back to the DS again. Like I think that Bowser's Inside Story, Radiant Historia versus the best 360 games, uh, yeah. like like Mass Effect, maybe uh, Dragon Age Origins. I think maybe. Maybe the 360 has sort of, maybe they're sort of equal at the top, or even the 360 has sort of a stronger lineup at the top. But the DS goes so much deeper than the RPG lineup of the 360 that I Ghost Trick. And oh yeah, God, yeah. I love Ghost Trick. Um, I I I think my pick is three is uh is excuse me, my pick is regular DS. But uh, we're I'm willing to discuss this a little more. Uh, what are some good 360 games we haven't mentioned yet? Maybe. You brought up Lost Odyssey, and Lost Odyssey is something I have a ton of affection for because. Mm. I mean, actually, funnily enough, Nick Rum mentioned the frame rates in um, Infinite Undiscovery or The Last Remnant, I think. Um, Lost Odyssey also had a similar problem with some of its spells where the game would just chug. But um, yeah. I think Lost Odyssey has some incredible writing in it. Like, those short story segments are so beautiful. And I think it's visually... It's really sad that Mistwalker is really quiet these days. <laughs> They're mobile RPGs almost exclusively now, which is, um, yeah. It makes money. <laughs> but, um... I have a ton of affection for Lost Odyssey. Um, I just think it was a really, almost like the true Final Fantasy thirteen. Maybe we haven't even talked about Final Fantasy thirteen, which came out mm, on Xbox. That's right, yeah. Sixteen, but here's three. Um, and also Tales of Asperia is one of my all-time favorites in that whole series. Um, because I didn't play many. I haven't played most three, uh, most DS RPGs. I have only played Pokemon and Dragon Quest V, obviously. And I love those games, and I respect the library of the DS quite a yeah, lot. Yeah, jeez, we didn't, we didn't even mention the Pokemon games on GBA. Yeah, we didn't. Um, I mean, those I prefer... really good. Mm-hmm. I prefer Black and White. That's probably yeah. my favorite gen. Yeah, I, really yeah, I mean, like the D- DS has uh, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and Black White, yeah. Black 2, White 2, which are, I think, maybe the best Pokemon games. Maybe? Yeah, we've, yeah the we've... DS lineup is the strongest for sure. Yeah, so mm. like I love the Xbox 360, um, but I think if I didn't have an older brother that had an Xbox for certain games, I probably wouldn't have played any of those ones that I've listed. And the DS, just looking at it, I can without I really even playing half of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, and uh, like maybe I'm the only person that's played these, but I really had a moment with those first four Ace Attorney and first four Professor Layton games. I I, dev- only, I devoured no, only, all of them. Uh, Phoenix when it came to the DS, right? Like it wasn't a GBA title for us. Yeah, the the, the the first three are GBA games. Um, but but then they uh they remade all of them for the DS and uh, even added details, especially touch touchscreen inter- um interaction to the DS versions of each of them. So even though the first three are GBA, I think of them as DS games. Especially because, I, I mean, like, playing those with touch controls, I think, is, like, an important memory of them to me. Oh, yeah, definitely. And Professor Layton's great. I love oh, those yeah. first three oh, games. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, I, I, the thing is, Professor Layton, I think the fourth one was a little weak, but each of the first three mm-hmm. is better than the last. And uh, yeah. and, and there there's some, some like, like crying your eyes out moments in the third one. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, Professor Layton in the Unwound Future is one of the best puzzle games of the past 20 years. 
I'd I, agree. Yeah, so I, I think we're about ready. To, about we're we're about ready to vote. Uh, uh, Zach, what do you vote between DS and 360? I have to vote DS. I mean, the library is just so deep. All right, uh, Nicholas, what's your vote? It is DS for me. Oh yeah. And uh, Alana, how are you? How are you going? Oh, I'm going with DS. All right, that's a clean sweep. Uh, Steph and I don't even get to he- um, have our our votes vocalized. If I can just add, though, the 360 was great for a lot of non-RPGs. True. Yeah. yeah. I know it's no- it doesn't count, but I still want to give it that little like you know tip of the hat. Yeah, the 360 was a good console. Yeah. yeah. DS can really stand good. for Dark Souls, but in this case, it stands for <laughs> dual screens, I'm afraid. Dawn of Sorrow. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, there's, there's two really good Castlevania games. Three really good Castlevania games on the three. DS. I completely oh. forgot about Portrait of Ruin, or P-O-R-N-D-S. <laughs> Portrait of Ruin might be the best one. Uh, mm, I don't know. I would, I, would, I would go Order of Ecclesia, yeah. Yeah, that one's actually really up there. I, I bet that one, for another time, this, this October, let's do a Castlevania off. Ooh, yeah, sure, we can do that. Alana, you down? Yay! Always. All right, but anyway, let's stay. Uh-huh. Let's stick to June for now. Um, we have three more matchups to go, and uh, next comes our three versus fourteen matchup. Uh, two console contemporaries again: the PlayStation Two versus the Nintendo GameCube. Oh no! This I, is the one oh. that's bothering you. <laughs> oh, yes. This is, yeah. Um, the PlayStation Two, very strong RPG lineup. We have Final Fantasy X, Dragon Quest VIII, uh, Persona Three, and Persona Four. Shin Megami Tensei Three, and many, many more that I'm not mentioning GameCube right now. GameCube has like nothing but the, like very few, but all of the best ones. Yeah, the, the, ga- ones the GameCube really yeah, close. Yeah, the GameCube yeah. has a uh, right? Paper, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, Tales yeah. of Symphonia, uh, two Final very Kytos. two two very good Zelda games in Wind Waker and. Yeah. Uh, uh, Twilight Princess, Baten yep. Kaidos, and its sequel. Uh, let me see. I'm probably forgetting the Fire Emblem Path Origins. of Radiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did um, you say the port? Did you say the magic port? Skies of Arcadia Legends. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the magic port. <laughs> that, that was it. Oh, I love it. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think the PS2 is one of the real contenders to win it all here. Uh, it, it has one of the strongest lineups ever. The uh, Atlas developed at least seven games for the system yep. that are all really strong. Uh, Square, all e- Square Enix had a really good lineup with a Final Fantasy X and twelve and and a and a online enabled version of Final Fantasy XI. Um, uh, Dragon Quest VIII, which is an all time favorite of mine personally. Uh, the Shadow Hearts trilogy, which we've talked about on this podcast before. Dark Cloud and Dark Chronicle, if, if you use the European nomenclature. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, these are two really, really strong lineups. I think the GameCube is a little top heavy. Like it's it, it uh, like once you get yeah. past the, once you get past the top eight or so, it's kind of yeah. hard to 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 list. But the PS2 goes like fifteen deep in at, at Where's least. Where's Peter to tell us Yu-Gi-Oh! The Falsebound Kingdom was? <laughs> are, are we really going to talk about Peter in the PS2 without mentioning a certain other series? Yeah, Alana, is, isn't isn't Kingdom Hearts two one of the ones people say is good? Kingdom Hearts two is probably the best one. It, it is better it is, on PS3 yeah. and four, but. Kingdom Hearts 2 is really good. Mm-hmm. We let the PSP die against the Switch without mentioning Birth by Sleep, which I secretly love, even though I, I, I voted for PSP. Even my Birth by Sleep is one of the better ones. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. So, uh, Zach, what are your thoughts on PS2 versus GameCube? I, uh, I, I mean, I think it has to be PS2. I mean, it, the GameCube has great games. I, I love uh, lots of the ones that we just talked about. The Paper Mario one, uh, I've dabbled in a little bit, and I've played some others, but... PS2, I mean, like, I, it, it, it's just, 
you've got two of the better Final Fantasy games. You've got um, arguably the best Dragon Quest game. And then you go 15, 20 deep. It's, it's just... I'm sorry, I don't think that you can touch the PS2's library. But the GameCube just can't. Uh, Steph, Steph, what were you going to say? I totally almost agree, except that I don't. Uh, just because, like, I don't know, a lot of the PS2 stuff has been kind of transferred over to other systems. And Dragon Quest, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the Persona Games 3 got a better version on the portable, the definitive one, in my opinion, and 4 got golden on the PS Vita. And Bot and Kaito's Origins and the other one being, like, the precursor to a whole bunch of, like, Monolith just absolutely knocking it out of the park for me. Right. And Tales of Symphonia and Skies of Arcadia Legends. And Skies of Arcadia was... I think Skies Door. of Arcadia was better on, on the oh. Dreamcast, and I think that Tales of Symphonia was better on the PS2. The PS2? Well, oh, that's right. They released, three, no, the yeah. PS3, they released the... Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, Japan got it on PS2, though, didn't they? That's yeah. true, yeah. And the PS3 uh, port is the PS2 version. We uh, never and, saw and, that though, and, and also the, the two good, the two really really good Zelda games in the GameCube both got uh, both that, got yeah. Wii U ports. It's um, it, it's hard. I I, th- I think I'm leaning one way. Uh, but 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 these are I don't know. This is a, re- a really strong pair. Uh, Nicholas, what are your thoughts on PS2 versus GameCube? So off the bat, I'll concede that GameCube does have some great RPGs, and Wind Waker is my second favorite Zelda. But when you just consider the sheer library of of uh, RPGs on PS2, like two series that weren't touched yet, uh, Wild Arms. Mm, that's and, right. Uh, Wild Arms Three is very good. Sweet Oh yeah. And uh, we have podcasted. Five. We have podcasted oh, about Sweet in Five and Wild Arms Three in the past seven months, and uh, both of those are really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Xenosaga so, 2. So for me... I was going to say, that's the only one we've yeah. got over here. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in Xenosaga yeah, on, really? on both systems. Um, Xenosaga's been ported to DS in Japan only, 1 and 2, I think. But, but I, I, yeah, thought, I thought they were both PS2 and GameCube overall. Them, no. What? No, no, no. You Just only got PS2. the second Xenosaga? Yep. That's bizarre. D- didn't North America get them both on both systems? Am I am I hallucinating? No. They, they no. Wow. PS2 only. I keep oh, okay. That. I thought I could have seen that like I was the, on GameCube. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm there's crazy. also the Dot Hack series on PS2. Oh, that's oh, right, yeah. yeah. They made at least six of those, maybe more. I'd have to check a list. Right? I think seven. There was four in the original set and then three in GU. Right, okay. I, I thought they were two separate trilogies, but I guess there was four in one of them. That's, so that's... Yeah, I, mean, we, we, I think we may have glossed... We may have mentioned 30 PS2 games just in this short discussion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But you missed one of the most important. Oh no! What? Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, <laughs> there are RPG characters in it. All right, but the PS2 had Jade Cocoon 2 and Steambot Chronicles, <laughs> which are two which are two two RPGs that I never would have heard of if it weren't for our coworkers Marcos and Leona. <laughs> <laughs> but now, but are both yeah. in my PS2 CD wallet. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, DVD wallet. My mistake. Uh, but anyway, all right, uh, if I'm talking about what's in my DVD wallet, maybe it's time to vote. Um, PS2 versus GameCube, I'll cast the first vote. I am voting Sony PS2. Uh, Alana, what are you, what's your choice? It kills me to get rid of my little purple lunchbox, but what? the PS2. All right, uh, Steph, what's your vote? I'm going for the GameCube because I'm a Nintendo loser. All right, PS2 is ahead of GameCube 2 to 1. Uh, Nicholas, what is your vote? <laughs> It's definitely got to be PS2. 
Damn it. All right. All right. The PS2 has it three to one. Apologies to Zach. <laughs> we have two <laughs> matchup. We have two matchups left. Uh, the number two seed versus the number fifteen seed. Uh, the Nintendo, su- the excuse me, Super Nintendo Entertainment System against the PlayStation Three. Oh, this is easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 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 these last two are going to be a little bit one-sided because we are in the we are into the one and two seeds next. Um, the SNES has a couple of my favorite RPGs ever: Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, uh, Second Nintendo Three, Tales of Phantasia, Earthbound. Uh, more than I'm not mentioning. The, pl- yeah. the PlayStation 3 is no slouch, though. It has uh, Demon Souls, the first couple Dark Souls games, uh, Tales of Graces F, and Tales of Zillia. Uh, let's see, I know there's more that I'm forgetting here. Uh, the first Nier. The, the, Nino Kuni? Yeah, um, the first Nino Kuni, that's correct. We didn't mention Nino Kuni 2 on the PS4. How dare we? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the mixed um, reaction the fi- tells you off. The Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy was on PS3. Uh, there's uh, a, a lot of good games on that system, uh, but I, I'm definitely leaning a certain way. But uh, uh, Zach, what are your thoughts on SNES versus PS3? I mean, it's it's not even close. I mean, <laughs> um, I I think that you can go maybe five or six deep with the Super Nintendo before you hit anything on the PS3 that comes close, especially with things that are exclusive. I mean, if you're keeping in mind the idea that the Super Nintendo games at the time, like that was like you had to, that was what you had to pick. And Chrono Trigger, Lufia 2, which we didn't mention. Mm-hmm. Um, which we have podcasted in, about. Indeed. Um, I mean, there are so many, the Super Nintendo is probably my, would have been my overall number one seed. So the PS3 doesn't even, doesn't rate. Um, I, I did have a, a thoughts between the number one and number two seed. I thought there was a clear top two, and I, but I ended up putting uh, the SNES second. Um, again, these seedings were semi-random, and we have we have had a couple upsets already. Uh, Alana, SNES versus PS3. Yeah, I'm the same. Super Nintendo again. You all those RPGs you mentioned, probably all of them are in my top twenty games of all time. Like, there's no contest. The PS3. I didn't play, I don't really play Western RPGs, so that's where my gaps kind of lie with like Dark Souls, Demon Souls, right, yeah. Mass Effect, Dragon Age, things like that. And they're probably all, you know, they're all really excellent in their own way. But I think like, you know, someone just puts a copy of Chrono Trigger in front of me and I'm just going to sit down and play it for 20 hours and have <laughs> the biggest smile on my face. And wave it in front Chrono of you. Tr- and... Chrono Trigger is the perfect video game. It is the only video game I have no problems with. I cannot fault it, I'm afraid. And for that alone, I think the SNES wins for me. Uh, Nicholas, what are your thoughts here? I, I'm, I'm worried we might have a clean sweep in the SNES's favorite. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I do uh, love the PS3, but I mean... There's just so many legacy games on Super Nintendo. Uh, you know, not rehashing what we've already mentioned, but just in addition, you got Secret of Evermore. Uh, you got oh. the Quintet trilogy. Oh, um, I forgot about it's that. Just, they, yeah. These are just like powerhouse yeah. games. So I have to go Super Nintendo. Well, let's talk about some other games we haven't mentioned. Uh, I only mentioned Final Enigma F- is literally one yeah. of the coolest games I've ever played. Yeah, I, I, I only mentioned Final Fantasy VI, but there was three it's really video. good final games on the uh, on on the SNES uh, and yeah. Secret uh, Secret of Mana and at Second Insetsu Three, uh, <laughs> Act Razor, which is quietly yeah. one of the coolest. Dragon uh, Quest Five, yeah. Dragon Quest Five and Five and Six, a uh, uh, Breath of Fire One and Two. That's right. Yeah. Uh, there was there was three Fire Emblem games on the SNES, uh, uh, two of which were really good, uh, although they were Japan only. Um, uh, it, 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 the SNES's lineup is so strong; it's almost untouchable. 
Uh, I do like those PS3 Tales games, but like they're definitely the turn of that series is kind of decline. I would say it, there are a lot of good. Like I, I love Drag, uh, Dragon Age Awakening, and yeah. um, I'm uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, Dragon <laughs> Age Dragon Age Oranges, which had a, which, which had a uh, which had a uh, spinoff called Dragon Age Awakening, which was which was also good. But Dragon Age Oranges is the important one in that uh, series. Saying that now too. <laughs> I, I almost corrected you earlier. No. <laughs> Oh, when, when I when I said Assassin's Creed Origins, my bad. <laughs> oh yeah. But anyway, inside jokes aside, um, the P- I love the PS3, but my choice is clear here. Let's just vote. Um, I vote SNES. SNES. That's two. SNES. That's three. Well, let's go all the way to five. Uh, Alana. SNES. Nick. N- SNES. Yep. SNES. Five zero sweep in favor of the Super Nintendo. Gosh, yeah, yeah and it's gotta be. You might remember at the beginning of the podcast, we were determining the 16 seed in a special play-in matchup. So we know that the 16 seed is the Dreamcast, but what's it going up against? Oh no! The Ooh. PlayStation, the oh, PS1 oh. versus the Sega Dreamcast. I walked right into this. <laughs> mm, all right, Alana, give us your opening remarks. Oh, um, <laughs> I love Skies of Arcadia, but the PS1 is so perfect, isn't it? Like. Yeah, I probably had a similar deliberation to you when I was trying to think what you'd put as one and two. Like, I knew it would be the Super Nintendo and the PS1, but I didn't know what order you'd put them in. And in my head, the PS1 was always number one just because, yeah, the Super Nintendo's got a big library, but you know what's got a bigger library? PlayStation 1. The PlayStation um, 1's, the depth of that library is insane. Uh, yeah. Well, let's, let's go into it a little bit. Just in the Square Enix realm alone, we have three Final Fantasy games, two... Uh, Parasite Eve games, one really good Dragon Quest game, uh, Vagrant Story, Final Fantasy Tactics, Legend of Mana, uh, Legend of Mana. Um, now let's get step outside the square box a little bit. Uh, two Chocobo really... Racing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure, that one too. Uh, Brave Brave Fencer Musashi. Why not? Uh, we got two really good Breath of Fire games, two really good Suikoden games, um, mm-hmm. a couple very good Atlas games, including Persona, a Persona Two Duology. Uh, yeah. Oh boy, where, where where do I go next? Come on, throw throw some PS One games at me. Oh jeez, Wild Arms one and two. Yeah, Grandia one. Wild Arms one and two. Yeah. Thousand Arms. Ah, uh, yeah. Tales what? games. I love Tales of Destiny. Oh yeah, Tales yeah, of Tales. Oh god, yeah. I love Tales of Symphony of the Night. Man, Thousand Arms. Thousand Arms. Oh Alana, oh Alana. Thousand Arms quietly one of the first dating sim RPGs. Chrono Cross. Oh yeah, maybe that that indie Ooh. title Chrono Cross, sure. Um, thre- <laughs> threads of Threads of Fate. Final uh, Fantasy Tactics is still one of the greatest games. Star Ocean Two, yeah. Oh god, I love Final Fantasy. Yeah. Oh, Star Ocean Two is my Lunar. favorite. Lunar, yeah, we got two. Yeah, awesome god, the, the two Lunar One and Two complete are Rhapsody, amazing. A a rap- Rhapsody musical oh, adventure. God. Oh man, if there's if there are two things I want in I want more in RPGs, it's kissing and musical numbers. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I think you're actually being honest. <laughs> you all. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely. No, no, no lies present. No lies detected. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sega Frontier, sort of. Yeah, you've got Sega Frontier. Oh, Sega Frontier. Are we saying that ironically or unironically? That's good. I like it. Unironically. There's a, there's kind of an RPG mode in Street Fighter Alpha Three, huh? Huh? Right? Right? Okay. Mm, no, maybe no. not. Okay. Maybe but not. Yes. <laughs> There is a mode where you gain levels and can customize your moves, but that's definitely not in the spirit of this podcast. 
Uh, otherwise, we would have talked about the Soul Calibur story mode in this in this round also. Because oh. I, I mean, the Dreamcast is really an excellent machine. But I, again, like it has like f- maybe four really good RPGs and the and the PS One uh, like twenty, yeah, twenty five, more maybe. Yeah. Even if you like take away two of the best PS One ones by mentioning Beyond the Beyond, I think it still beats the Dreamcast. <laughs> Are, are, I mean, are we ready to vote? Yeah, I think so. So uh, I vote. I vote PS One. Uh, uh, Stephanie. Yeah, PS One. Alana. PS One. Oh yeah. Uh, l- l- let's go the distance this time, Zach. PS One. And Nicholas. PS One. All right. <laughs> so the P- the number one seed beats the number sixteen seed, which is true of almost every uh, NCAA game. Them, I know, I know. I of, of course we all remember when uh, in the women's tournament in the early nineties when, uh, when 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 Harvard beat Stanford in the sixteen one matchup. I, I understand. That's right. Mm-hmm. This, this is this is this is a sports reference that people that listeners who are aware of my fandom proclivities might understand as a sensitive subject for me. Uh, <laughs> wait a second. Um, Nicholas, you're from North Carolina. Do you have a Do you have a college basketball team you support? Uh, not really. Okay, all right. <laughs> North Carolina uh, listeners is a college basketball hotbed. I, I wasn't sure if Nicholas was a fan or not. Um, the uh, Brad, one of the uh, RPG fan um, uh, media staff, is a big UNC fan, and he he and I have talked mess at every single Mad Magfest we've attended Aww. together, which is a total delight. Uh, we, lo- we, we retro Enfa- retro encounter loves you, Brad. But anyway, um, retro encounter also loves Alana, Stephanie, Zach, and Nicholas. Thank you so much for uh, getting this first round straightened up. We are going to come back next week and deal with uh, the essential eight. Uh, when I should mention that the uh, that the matchups for the essential eight are PS1 versus 3DS, PS4 versus regular DS, PS2 versus Switch, and GBA versus SNES. So those are the eight oh. games. We, those are the eight games and four matchups we are going to be deciding next week. But we're going to split. Yeah, but we're going to split this uh, d- this um, podcast into two parts because it will. If we combined it at once, it would definitely be two and a half hours. So, uh, listeners, thank you so much for uh, joining us on this um, on this experimental tournament <laughs> ad- adventure podcast. I don't, I don't know really how to uh, describe it. This is an idea that Steph proposed. Um, several months ago, that we thought was, uh, that I thought was the perfect time to discuss it because of uh, mm-hmm. you know because of, of missing sports and needing something to put to put in the podcast for June. Uh, but next week on the podcast, we're going to begin our Yakuza Zero episodes. Uh, I've I've put about ten hours into that game so far. Why didn't anyone tell me that the entire game is about real estate? Uh, <laughs> it, it's uh, that's kind of great. I'm having so much fun, uh, like muscling people out of my territory in this in the in 1988 Tokyo. So, so you didn't read Joe's feature on Yakuza Kiwami and about the money side of things. Then <laughs> <laughs> I no, no, I've read about that a little bit, it, and it, but it's. Well, like money and business is important in Kiwami too, but in, in Yakuza Zero, you are literally like battling other landlords and strategically <laughs> buying buying properties. It's it's the game and and the, and the the center of the story is a an empty lot that it can't be bought by anyone because because the owner of it's gone missing. It's it's the game is about real estate. 
I mean, you could tell me. You could, this could be a lie, but I'd still believe you. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's about real estate and, uh, and Japanese gangsters, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. And we're going to discuss Yakuza 0 over two episodes in June. But uh, listeners, if you want to email the podcast directly, you can do so at uh, talking to retro at rpgfan.com. Tell us why we're wrong. Tell us why we're, why we're right. Suggest games for, the, uh, for us to cover in the future. Please, please email us because I get maybe a few emails a month and would welcome more. But you can also um, engage with RPG Fan by commenting on our message boards, visiting the Facebook page, our Instagram page, of which Steph is one of the architects, our Twitter page, our Discord server, our Twitch channel. Yeah, there, there's something streaming on that tw- Twitch channel every day. And there's also three other podcasts, Random Encounter, Rhythm Encounter, and Phoenix Edge, all with their specific niches and specific hosts, one of which may even get an episode in 2020. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, but you can review Retro Encounter and those other three podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, however you choose to listen to us. We love feedback. Please give us all the feedback we can stand. But uh, listeners, excuse me, I don't, I'm not addressing listeners. Panelists, how can the listeners engage with us directly? Uh, starting with you, Zach, what do you got? Uh, you can email me at ZachW at RPGFan.com or you can find me on Discord at ZachW. And Alana. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Alana Hagues, or you can email me at Alana H at RPGFan.com. And Nicholas, how can listeners find you? Uh, I have an Instagram page. It's uh, Beo XXVI, B E O XXVI. All right, and Steph. Uh, you can reach me usually most places on the internet. I'm on a lot of places on the internet as uh, Dice SMS. <laughs> And, uh, d- uh, Steph, you are our social media manager, so, uh, if people yeah, are... Yeah, inter- you can always talk to me on, like, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. or Twitter. I'm sometimes on Discord, but usually if you want to chat with me, I'm usually on those three. Right on. And listeners, if you want to reach me directly, you can email me at, uh, excuse me, Solosi at RPGFan.com, or on Twitter, I am at Evoker for Dogs, sometimes at The Real Monsoon, other times. Uh, and on the RPG Fan Discord page, I am Monsoon Mike. So this is only part one of our tournament. We mentioned the matchups for part two. You can hear the results. What is the best console for RPGs as determined by RPG fans retro encounter next week? Thank you, good night, and good luck. But I'm still battling, moving fast while you just prattling No time for me, no tangling Hit you in a spot with no angling